Yeah, I just want to open up in prayer um, just because, yeah, we're in a time, obviously, it's a bit crazy. And I just want you to know that God's got you. His love never fails and um, Jesus loves you. So, God, we just thank you that you are our daily portion. You are our daily bread and you are everything that we need. And, Lord, we just ask today that you would just come and fill the houses of your people with your presence and your peace your joy and your love. And Jesus, I just ask that you would help me today as I speak to your people, Lord, that you would prepare our hearts um, just to receive from you and all that you have for us. And just this invitation that you're inviting us into this season, just to walk closer with you. Um, So Lord, we just bless this morning and we bless this day in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Cool. So good morning. And um, I've kind of had this message on my heart for a little bit, just this season, what God's been talking to me about. And um, to be honest, I had so many things on my heart and I've had to really just sit with God and be like, what do you want to share? So there's a few things, but overall, his message is always love, like love covers everything. And yeah, whether it sounds firm or not, like his love is just, he just loves you so much and he's always calling you to go higher with him. Um, so yeah, so I don't know about you, but growing up, um, my dad used to like to lecture us. <laughs> so I don't know if you had dads like that, where you had lectures, and especially as a teenager, when you think you know it all, um, your dad would come in and give you a lecture. So for us, whenever we'd have attitude or, I don't know, just think we know it all, and my dad would come walking towards our room, we're like, oh no, he's giving us a lecture. <laughs> But um, the funny thing is, he always used to say this one thing, whether it went for three hours or for 10 minutes, um, the one thing he always used to say uh, was, life is about choices. You can do things the easy way or you can do things the hard way. And it actually just became a joke in my family um, of this life is about choices. (laughs) And even at my sister's wedding, he did it like as a joke. He's like, if I could leave with one piece of advice for like your marriage, it's life is about choices. (laughs) Um, But to be honest, it's actually true. Like I think now I appreciate it because it's like in in society we're living in right now where there doesn't seem to be much choice. I'm so thankful that we actually have the power to choose and that the God that we serve has given us freedom to choose. Like he's never forced us into this relationship with him and he's not a controlling God. So it's just like in these times, I'm like, I always have the power to choose life and to choose love, to choose peace, to choose joy. And I just want to share a bit of my story because the best decision I made was to choose Jesus into my life. And yeah, like some of you don't really know me that well. So I'm just going to share a bit about my story. And so for me, um, I grew up in a Christian home and went to church every Sunday, ticked all the boxes. And I went to a public school. Um, So in year seven, I went to a high school. There was about 12 to 1300 people. And it was actually the third most violent school in Victoria. So quite full on in the hood. (laughs) As my small group knows, I always say I grew up in the hood. pretty rough and I used to actually get bullied a lot. From year seven to nine, I got bullied quite badly. And I remember in year seven, um, there was one time in, I think it was science class, where 
this boy started picking on me for being a Christian, but everyone had joined him. And he's like, look at you, you read the Bible and you pray. And like, he was just going at it. And actually the, my best friends all turned on me. And so it was really like, I felt so humiliated and so full of shame. And it hit me like, I actually didn't know why I believed what I believed. So from that point, I actually hid myself and my faith in school. So I became the, the church girl and the good Christian girl on Sunday. And then during the week, I just wanted to blend in and fit in at school because I was like, I actually, like, I don't know what I'm standing on and I don't know what to say back. Um, so I went like this for like two years. And then it wasn't until year nine, I was sitting at lunchtime with my friends and yeah, we're just chilling and talking. And that was the first time I actually heard the audible voice of God. He was like, Sarah, what are you doing? And I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Like I actually need to choose and I'm just gonna choose Jesus. Like I just can't be fake. And so from that point, I decided to follow Jesus with my whole heart and like got baptized not long after. And what's funny was like the whole of year 10, cause that was towards the end of year nine, the whole of year 10, I got picked on every day for being a Christian. Like I always got called church girl, little miss perfect, which to me is an insult because you want to be relatable to people and you're not perfect. Um, teachers used to pick on me because I didn't swear. And it was just like, it was just funny because even though I went through that every single day, I had so much joy and like, I loved Planet Shakers back then. So I'd go home, put my music on and like, be like, thank you, Jesus. Like I carry your name and I worship you. And like, this is, I'm getting persecuted for your name, even though it's not like intense persecution, but like, I just had so much joy. So in that season and just going to that school and being, feeling like the only one, um, the minority actually taught me to be secure in my faith and to be sure, like, and not yeah, just not care. It was like, I actually have Jesus and I don't really care. No matter what, I'm going to choose you because it's so worth it. Um, so yeah, I just feel like in this time, like there's a lot of shaking, there's a lot of uncertainty. And I feel like God's been starting to reveal to us like where our faith has may have been placed in. And um, yeah, just wanting to shake things up to really purify us and to place our trust and our security and our faith in him because... When we have that, like the world around us, even though that's shaking, we won't be shaken. So yes, yeah, so I wanted to actually read from Exodus. Um, so funny, I wanted to give like just a little nice message, but I was like, Exodus. So it's actually the 10 commandments, <laughs> which sounds super intense, but it's, it's okay. Just bear with me. Um, Exodus 20, if you want to turn there, um, I'm reading from the New Living Translation and I love it because it's called Ten Commandments for the New Covenant, for the Covenant Community, and which means that's actually for us. Um, so I'm going to read from verse 2 to 6. So I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any other God but me. You must not make for yourself any other an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected 
even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. So it's a bit of a mix in there. It's a bit intense, but it is also really nice too. <laughs> because it ends with, I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. Um, so I've just got three points from this passage. Um, so I just wanted to start off with verse two. So I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. And I think right now what we're going through, like kind of feels like we're stuck and oppressed and all that, but it's like God is the same God of the Bible that, that he is today. So like we're not exempt from going through hard times. <laughs> and um, as Christians, we just need to know who our God is and how mighty he is. And even if we can't logically think of solutions to things, like he is our rescuer and our deliverer. And it's funny because we can read these stories of um, Israel getting delivered out of Egypt and them complaining and being like, hello, like he just rescued you. But it's like they had to be reminded, I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt in the place of your slavery. So keep trusting me and keep moving forward because I've got you. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so I just wanted to remind you that and that he is still the highest authority. He is the God of the heavens and the earth and he holds you in his hand. So the next point is in verse three and four, where he says, you must not have any other God but me. You must not make yourself for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or the earth or in the sea. You must not, not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affections for any other gods. Um, I used to always think that when it used to talk about God being a jealous God, I was like, that's evil. Like, why would he be jealous? Like, I just did not get that because we weren't allowed to be jealous. Um, but just in this season, I've really felt the weight of God's love in the jealous sense that he is so like in love with you. And I don't know about you, but even just being married now, it's like this, this love of you're fully devoted to somebody and you want all of them, they want all of you. And there's this jealous love that you will fight whatever you can just to have their love and affection and so I've really felt that this season and I've never felt this weight where I've like been brought to tears of oh my goodness God loves the church he loves us so much and he just wants us like he is waiting at the altar for us um so yeah, so in, in that, I, I feel like even just this season where there's been that shaking and the, there's been a purifying um, where God's God might have showed, showed us where there might have been idols in our heart um, this season that he's been clearing out and stripping us back from. And I've talked to a few people from church and it's like, ah, oh, like I felt to fast from Netflix or like social media, like just all the news or whatever. It's like, I just really need to focus on the Lord and tune out and just really just stay connected to Jesus. And um, yeah, I, it just reminds me that Jesus is the groom and we are the bride. And like in Ephesians 5, he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride. And it's not something to be scared of. It's actually a joy. Like when it is your wedding day, it's exciting. And yes, there's nerves, but you, you are going to meet the one that you love and be with forever. 
So, um, yeah, I, I just really feel like that, that if, even if you just sit with the Lord, if there's anything in your heart that God's been bringing up, don't be afraid to confront it. And he's so gentle and he's so kind. Like he is just jealous for you because he's so in love with you. And it's beautiful. So yeah, so it just, it just reminds me of my wedding day. Like I think for me personally, I don't know, some girls are like, I'm so excited. I was so scared. <laughs> and like, I just, I couldn't, I could have had a better time in the morning if I knew how good marriage would be. <laughs> it's just like, I was just so scared. And I'm like, okay, God, I am choosing to trust you with this. And like, I know this is the man I want to be with my whole life. And even just up to the altar part, it's like, there is that nerve and the anxiety, but at the same time, it's like, I, as soon as I saw my husband standing there and the love in his eyes, it's like our eyes are just fixated on each other and our affection was towards one another. And yeah, I'm not, like, it wasn't easy. And even marriage is not easy, but it's, I choose to trust every day knowing that my husband loves me, I love him, we're in covenant and God's got us. And this is the same for us, like, He's always with us and for us. And even if there's the times where you feel like you're getting poked and prodded and it's painful, like he's with you, he loves you, he's for you. And he just is calling you to a higher standard of righteousness. And yeah, so I feel like the questions to ask right now is that he's asking right now is, I've chosen you, so are you going to choose me? Is your affection going to remain towards me in this time where there is so much around you that is demanding your attention? And yeah, I don't, I don't know about you, but I've found it really challenging, particularly this last couple of weeks where it's like, it can sound so noisy and the conversation on everyone's lips is the same because <laughs> that's not too much going on. But it's like, God is like, I like, are you going to choose me? Like, are you going to choose to set your eyes and fix your eyes on me, the author and perfecter of your faith? Um, are, you, are you going to give your affection towards me? And it's funny because this week I had a friend um, post this um, quote on Facebook of loss, is a sp loss of spiritual hunger is a sign that an idol has stolen the affections of your heart. And so I just want to ask you today, is your affections toward Jesus? And if you're feeling disconnected, I would just encourage you just to sit with him and ask him why. Like, is there anything that's, that's taking your mind captive that you're dwelling on? Is there anything in your heart that you're just choosing um, that's, that's causing you to live outside of peace because his portion for you is always peace? So for me, I, I don't like just to preach at people and tell you what to do. <laughs> um, I, I like to live out what I speak and it's funny because God always teaches me these things um, in my own life and then I, I can speak from this place of assurance to tell you that it, it's going to be okay. <laughs> um, so for me the idols in my own heart that God's really had to dig out because they were pretty in there was ministry. So growing up I grew up quite religious and I thought being a pastor was like like the highest way you could be closest to God, like they are genuinely serving the Lord. So anything else is not that Christian. <laughs> so, so it was such an idol, that title. And um, 
even like I served in ministry from when I was 13 and to be honest like I thought my heart was right and I was like I just love people I want to serve them and I just want to like live out my life for God and it's funny because so I did Bible college and I I went overseas in ministry school I did internships um, you name it I did it and it was funny because when I was coming home from ministry school and completing my um, Bible college after so many years um, God told me family you are not to do go into ministry and you are not to serve in a church and I was like okay that's going to be kind of weird because like I've just been commissioned to do this but anyway so it was very funny so I, I, I came home and everyone's like so what are you going to do and like all these opportunities started coming and I was like no like I'm not meant to do that like I don't really know what I'm doing but I know I'm not meant to serve because it was so strong like and firm not to serve in ministry and it was interesting because I felt like that was tested like I got these massive opportunities to like be a pastor church plant start a school and like I was just even just in response it was like no sorry like and like why I'm like I just feel like I'm not meant to do it it's like okay but you just did ministry school and all this stuff so anywho and it was funny because in that season, God actually showed me that my identity was so wrapped up in, in that and my value. And so I didn't actually know that until him taking me on the journey of actually uprooting that and taking that out and separating me from that. So it wasn't like, you have an idol in your heart and get rid of that and like bow down to me. It was like, hey, like I actually want to teach you who you are and like you are not that. Even though I have called you to serve and to do that, that's not who you are, like you are mine. So um, that, was, that was really cool. And now like, it's so funny because I got to another extreme where I was like, I never want to be a pastor, <laughs> this too hard. And like, yeah, I was just like, okay, like I admire them, but yeah, I don't know if that is for me. And here I am today. And <laughs> it's funny because yeah, like it doesn't own me. And so for me, like sometimes the things that are good can actually be an idol in your heart because they're stolen your affection or your identity is placed in them and not, um, not in God. And God always has the best for you and he wants to give you things in their purest form. So for me, it was like ministry was good, but he had to take that, purify it and give it back to me even better than what I'd thought it would be. Um, and lastly, I just want to share from verse six, which is beautiful. <laughs> but I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. So for me, I just think I'm like a thousand generations. That's a lot. And it's just so beautiful. It's like he lavishes, like that's a lot of love. And unfailing like his love never fails and even in this time if you don't know what to do just love like love God love your neighbor like you don't have to have the answers to every little thing and facts and my husband knows I'm not a fact person <laughs> talking about that the other day it's like you just just love like that's it um and yeah for in this uh it was probably when I was about 21 actually this verse, if you love me, you'll obey my commands, really, really challenged me. It was very like a poke to the heart. Um, so 
I, I ended up getting in the mail one day, we got this, I got this brochure in the mail and it was of this company called Teen Missions. And so what it was, every school holidays, the six week break, they offer seven mission trips um, to go overseas for that whole time. And I was like, oh, that's nice. We never received this before. So I left it on my bedside table and um, I noticed every night I was looking at it. And to be honest, I never had any desire to travel. Um, I was not interested in missions. My best friend was, and I was like, go you, you do that. Um, but then I was like, why am I looking at this every day? Like, I feel like God's trying to say something. So I opened it up and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, um, they all sounded quite full on, like somewhere in Africa and you live in tents for six weeks and have like bucket showers. And I was like, oh, if anything, I'll choose Turkey because it said warm beds and warm showers. <laughs> and I'm like, the food would be good. And you go to Ephesus, so like you get to see like Bible history. So that was my motive anyway. Um, but at the same time, I was like, it was my youth leader on that six week break. It was my youth leader's wedding, which that was the only wedding I ever wanted to go to. So Ruth, Ruth and Dave Ridley, I was like, I'm not missing that for the world. And I was going to get my license because I had to wait till I was 21 um, because I didn't get the hours up. So I had all these plans, but they were quite to me, quite significant. And I was like, I am not giving that up. So I'll just go on this mission trip. If they do it every year, I'll go next year. Anyway, so time went by and I felt really disconnected from God. And I was like, this is really frustrating. I didn't know what was going on. And it got to a point where I just went up the front to church, at church and spoke to the prayer minister ladies. And I was like, I just don't know what's going on, but I just feel really disconnected from God. So they prayed with me and then they, they stopped and they're like, oh, we feel like it's this thing of obedience. And I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> they're like, is God telling you to do something? And I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm meant to go to Turkey. And they're like, yeah, we have peace on that. We feel like you, this is why there's been that disconnection. I was like, far out. <laughs> so anyway, I ended up going to Turkey for that six weeks. And I, to be honest, my attitude wasn't the best. <laughs> I was just like, God, I better see salvations. And like, you better do like some miraculous things to make this thing worth it. And it was really funny because even going there, like it was all these teenagers who had done fundraisers and like really like went after everything to be there and were all sharing where we were at. And I was like, to be honest, I didn't want to be here. I still don't want to be here. Like God just told me to come. And it's funny because even just being honest like that, I've actually made really good friends with some of the leaders there. They're like, we just were so inspired by you. And I was like, that's such a bad attitude. <laughs> um, it was really good and through that like honestly it was the best experience and God like had so much for me there and then even coming back it was like he just gave me so much more in the spirit and there was just more freedom and he just entrusted me with a lot more like I could I could feel it and it was like it was that moment I could always look back on that it was like he wanted to see if I would choose to follow him no matter what, even if that meant to lay things down that I really wanted. Um, so, yeah, so sometimes God will call you to do things you don't want to do. And it's funny because I know people don't like to hear that. But um, it's like at the end of the day, if you know the value of what you're choosing, like it's, it's not that hard. And yes, it can be painful as a human sometimes and you can have tears. It's totally fine. But choosing him is so worth it. Um, he is the most valuable thing you could ever choose. And 
in all that to say, like Jesus, like God loved us so much that like he gave his only son, like he, he proves his love time and time again. And it's like he gave Jesus and was like, hey, I've chosen you. And to prove that, like, this is the most valuable thing that I love. I'm going to give him over for you because I just want you. Um, so I, I just want to encourage you, um, for those of you that don't actually know God and have been thinking about that in this time where it doesn't seem that hopeful, um, if you want to choose Jesus, to come into your heart like that honestly has been the best decision for me like for me life is about choices and the best choice for me is Jesus it it makes life so much easier and I honestly don't know what I would do without him and for those of you um, obviously as a church I, I just want to encourage you just to trust in the Lord with all your heart and like that's one of my favorite verses trust in the Lord with all your heart Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. So I don't know. I just feel like that, that scripture is such a comfort this season that there's, there's things in our heart that we're like, we're so anxious. We don't know. Like we live in a time where every day things are changing and there's so much uncertainty. And whatever's on your heart that day, just give it to Jesus and invite him in and, and just just choose to trust him, even, even if you feel scared, like just choose to trust him and don't try and understand, just acknowledge him and just thank him in every moment. Just invite him into those places. And yeah, he promises to make your path straight. He will lead you and guide you. So yeah, so I just want to bless you. And I just pray that, yeah, you will be led and guided by the Holy Spirit this week. And he will give you all the wisdom and everything that you need um, just to live life and life abundant in all that he he has promised you so yeah i just want to bless you and yeah encourage you just to spend time with the lord and just to choose him in everything so thank you <laughs>